Please turn your Bible to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. If you're using the Bible provided for you here in Fairfield, that should be on page 713. And while you're finding Mark, chapter 7, let me tell you about Thaddeus. Thaddeus was born in a prison of silence. It wasn't until Thaddeus was about seven years old that he realized why he was different from others because it was about that time that he learned the concepts uh, that described his handicap. Uh, He could not hear. He was deaf. And Thaddeus learned these concepts from the watching of his mother's lips. And when he finally understood his mother's meaning, they both cried. Thaddeus wept because it was the first time he understood why he was so different from everyone else. And his mother wept because it was the first time she had meaningfully communicated with her son. Thaddeus grew up in silence. He watched lips form words he could not understand. He tried to speak but could not be understood. He was trapped in a solitary world. He was ashamed to be different. And so he drew into himself even further. Many, many years later, he was sitting alone at home during the heat of the day. And all of a sudden, a group of people rushed into the room where he was sitting and began grabbing him by the arms and leading him out of the house. And this kind of attention would startle anyone, but... It was terrifying for a man who was usually ignored. He could not understand where they were taking him or why. And as more and more in this group pushed him along, the more frightened he became, he began to fight himself out of their grasp. And when he did, more men came to hold his arms and his legs and carry him against his will. And after a lengthy walk, he was suddenly dropped. And scrambling to his knees, he squinted into the sun and looked up at the face of a man who was slowly reaching down to him. And this brings us now to the words of Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 31, where we read the rest of the story. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought a man to Jesus who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on the man. After Jesus took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up into heaven, and with a deep sigh, Jesus said to him, Ephetha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So let's go back to this deaf man named Thaddeus. Uh, The name Thaddeus is fictional, but what I said about how he was carried and how he was brought to Jesus is implied 
in that phrase in verse 32, some people brought a man to Jesus. There's a story in that little phrase. Some people brought a man to Jesus. The word translated brought means to carry, which begs the question, why does a deaf man need to be carried? Uh, A lame man needs to be carried, but not a deaf man. Unless, of course, he was brought against his will, which also explains why it took some people. It took a group of people to bring him to Jesus. Apparently, this man, a real guy with a name like Thaddeus, was carried to Jesus in a frightened panic. So look what Jesus does in verse 33. Seeing the panic in the eyes of this man uh, dropped at his feet, the scripture says that Jesus took Thaddeus aside to comfort him. The text conveys that uh, Jesus put his arm around the man's shaking shoulders and walked him away from the crowd so that they could be alone and away from everyone else. And then I love this. Jesus calms Thaddeus and comforts him. Jesus puts his fingers into the deaf man's ears and touches his tongue. Why did Jesus do this? Did Jesus need to touch Thaddeus in order to heal him? No. Uh, The Gospels record that on several occasions, uh, Jesus healed people from miles away. And uh, in John chapter 4, Jesus heals a, a boy who is miles away from him. So Jesus didn't need to touch Thaddeus in order to heal him. Jesus touched him for another deeper reason. Jesus touched the man in order to lovingly communicate to him. Jesus could tell that Thaddeus was frightened after being carried against his will. And so Jesus touches his ears and his tongue in order to communicate to Thaddeus, in order to include him in what he was about to do. Jesus uses simple sign language to tell the man that he is going to, through signs, communicating that he's going to heal his ears and loosen his tongue. And Jesus took the time to do what very few had done for Thaddeus. Jesus communicates in signs that he could understand in order to allay his fears and befriend him and love him. And then Jesus looked toward heaven and he sighed. Actually, the word sighed is uh, too soft a word. Uh, the Greek word is estenesen, which means to groan with pain. It's the same Greek word used in uh, Romans 8, where Paul says that the whole creation, estenesen, groans like a woman in labor. Uh, so if we're talking about labor pains, I think the word side does not quite uh, communicate it. Uh, How many of you ladies, when uh, you were pushing out a 10-pound baby, how many of you at the height of your discomfort uh, expressed yourself with a little, "Ah." (laughs) a little sigh? No, a woman in the delivery room communicates with astenison, a deep groan of pain. And Jesus looked to heaven And he, with Estenison, he groaned in pain. Whose pain? 
Jesus was groaning with the deaf man's pain. In one loud moan, Jesus summarized years and years of this deaf man's suffering. Jesus groaned in pain for this man and all his years of rejection and loneliness and fear and isolation. Why did Jesus feel this deaf man's pain so deeply? Well, this gets to one of the reasons why this healing account is so Profound. This healing account touches on the profound mystery of the incarnation. Why did Jesus feel this deaf man's pain so deeply? It's because of the incarnation. It's because Jesus is fully God and he's fully human. Jesus feels the deaf man's pain because Jesus is God and Jesus felt this deaf man's pain so deeply because Jesus is human. Let's look at the divine side first. Jesus felt Thaddeus' pain so deeply because as God, Jesus has deep feelings about the way sin ravages our lives. It breaks God's heart that boys like Thaddeus are born unable to hear. That's not God's intention. It's the aftermath of sin. As God, Jesus groans with the pain that boys and girls are born, blind and deaf and abused and bullied and rejected and ridiculed because they're different. As God, Jesus groans with pain because the invasion of sin makes us all victims of its destruction. God created Eden, but sin entered in through our rebellion, and it has scarred our world and scars every person born into it. This world of weeping is a world of weeping because of sin. And no one weeps more than God himself. In the Gospel of John, we read how that when Jesus arrived at the tomb of his friend Lazarus, he wept. And if you look at that Greek word for wept, it makes it pretty clear that Jesus was not just weeping a single tear uh, drop, but it was more like sobbing. Shoulder-shaking, sobbing. And I'm certain that there were those nearby who saw Jesus with his runny nose and red eyes and bowed head and thought that Jesus was sobbing over the personal loss of a friend. But clearly, that was not the case. Jesus wasn't weeping for himself because Jesus knew what he was about to do. That he was going to raise his friend Lazarus from the dead. In fact, you could say that the only funeral Jesus wasn't crying about was Lazarus. Instead, Jesus was weeping over all the funerals around the world and down through history where the dead person doesn't come back to life. Jesus was weeping for all the little children who lay flowers on the tomb of a mom or a dad who does not come back to life. Jesus was weeping over the way sin ruins lives through the curse of death. More than anyone... 
Jesus felt Thaddeus' pain because as God, Jesus feels the ravages of sin. And because as God, Jesus was a personal witness to Thaddeus' pain. Jesus groaned in pain for all the nights that Thaddeus cried himself to sleep because as God, Jesus was there all those nights. Jesus groaned in pain for all those days that Thaddeus stood friendless while the other boys went to school. Because as God, Jesus was there with Thaddeus in those moments. Jesus could summarize this deaf man's summary, the suffering in that groan. Because as God, Jesus knew the loneliness and isolation and rejection better than anyone else than other than Thaddeus himself. So there is a divine side to why Jesus felt this deaf man's pain so deeply. But there is also a human side. Since Jesus is fully God and fully human, Jesus groaned in agony with the deaf man because as a man, Jesus knows what it feels like to be alone, to be mocked, to be rejected and mistreated. As God, Jesus was alongside Thaddeus in his suffering. But as man, Jesus suffered along with Thaddeus. As God, Jesus knew the deaf man's pain. As man, Jesus felt the deaf man's pain. And Jesus demonstrated that he felt it in an audible way through a stenosin, that groan of pain. Although this is the only scripture record where Jesus groans in pain for another person or with another person, this is one of the many instances in scripture that records that Jesus felt someone's pain. In fact, there is a special Greek word uh, that the gospel writers use for the way Jesus felt for other people. Uh, the word is splachizomai, and it's a special word because throughout the New Testament, it is used only of Jesus, of and by Jesus. Splachizomai is a feeling. Specifically, it is a feeling in your gut. The root word uh, means intestine. And so, literally speaking, splachizomai means a gut-wrenching, a gut pain. And if you have your Bibles open to Mark 7, page back one chapter to Mark 6, and you can look at uh, verse 34, and you'll read this. When Jesus landed and he saw a large crowd, he felt splachizomai because they were like sheep without a shepherd. The English translation for splachizomai in uh, verse 34 is the word compassion. Uh, this verse says that Jesus saw this crowd and how spiritually lost they were, and he felt this gut-wrenching pain with them. He felt so bad for them that he hurt with them. Now, if you page back a few more chapters to uh, Mark chapter 1, uh, there you'll find uh, in verse 41, here you find a man who's afflicted with leprosy. He comes to Jesus, and in verse 41, we're told that Jesus was so moved with compassion uh, for the man that Jesus felt splagkizomai for him. 
Lepers, of course, were cut off uh, from their families and separated from society. Very likely this uh, leper was cut off from his wife and kids for a year. When, when you contracted leprosy, you had to go away from your family forever. Uh, and you were uh, considered almost uh, dead in, to them. And so the reason Jesus could feel this blockism is because besides being fully God, Jesus is also fully human. And he could identify and feel the pain of this leper. Jesus knows human grief, human sorrow, human heartache because he experienced it firsthand. You know, not long ago, I watched uh, uh, Ken Burns' classic uh, PBS documentary on the Civil War. Uh, and using letters and old uh, black and white photographs of those letter-writing soldiers, uh, you feel like you get to know these young men who uh, fought the bloodiest war in American history. And in the middle of a mundane description of a Civil War battle, the storyline uh, included a disturbingly graphic depiction or description of the most common 19th century battlefield surgery, which was amputation. Uh, in the Civil War, uh, the medical solution to almost any wound, uh, bat- gunshot wound, uh, was to amputate an arm or a leg. And I will spare you the details, uh, but <clears throat> in black and white, they chronicled uh, the awful, bloody pain of a surgeon's saw moving back and forth. And when I heard about it, I did what some of you are doing right now. You say, ah, I grimaced. I almost felt sick. And I experienced splodkizomai. When you shudder at the thought of an amputation, you engage in splodkizomai. Even though you've never had an amputation, you know how it would feel. And Jesus wishes you knew how much he feels the pain that you feel. You may say, well, but my suffering is the result of a, of a mistake or a sin that I made in, in my life. Uh, Jesus never sinned, so how could he feel what I feel? Well, it's just like you can have all your limbs and you can somehow cringe with the pain of an uh, imagined battlefield amputation. Jesus is sinless, but he still feels the pain of the ravages of sin in our lives. Jesus wishes you knew how much uh, he understands you, how much he identifies with you and what you're experiencing right now. Jesus wishes you knew that because he's God, he knows what you've gone through and what you're going through now. He's been through everything that you've experienced with you. All the disappointment, all the trauma, all the loss. And as God, he was there when no one else could be there. But more than just knowing, Jesus also wishes that you understood that because he's human, he feels what you're going through now. He feels what you feel. Jesus groans for you and he is filled with compassion for you. And Jesus wants to use the storyline of the healing in Mark 7 to reach you with the healing that you are looking for in your life right now. 
Jesus wants you to see that because wants you to see that because he is fully God and fully man, he can heal you if you come to him. That if you come to him like that deaf man, he will touch you and he will heal you. That if you come to him like that leprous man, he will have compassion on you and his touch will heal. That if you come to him like those people who were lost like sheep without a shepherd, he will have compassion, he will reach you and he will heal you. In a moment, Jesus will meet with you in the bread and the cup of communion. Where Jesus says, this is the bread that symbolizes my body. This is the cup that symbolizes my blood. Now remember who I am. Let me heal you as you remember who I am. In the bread and the cup of communion, we remember that Jesus is fully God. Since the only reason that Jesus' body and blood uh, pays for human sin is because Jesus was much more than just human. He is fully God. So remember that. And as you hold the bread and the cup this morning, remember that Jesus is fully God. And let this bring healing to your need. Remember that as God, Jesus has been with you when no one else could or would. And that by being there every second of your life, He knows you and understands you better than anyone. As God, Jesus completely knows you and completely loves you and accepts you. So in the bread and cup, remember that Jesus is fully God. But also remember that He is fully human. After all, Jesus calls us to remember his human body and his human blood. So remember that. As you hold the cup and as you hold the bread, remember that Jesus is fully human. That he feels the pain you're experiencing right now. He feels what you feel and groans with compassion for you. Let that understanding become part of the healing he wants to bring to you. Come to Jesus. Open your heart to him like you would to no one else and spill out what you're experiencing to him now. Tell him exactly where you hurt. Tell him what you fear. Tell him what you're worried about. And then sense the healing that he brings. Since he is fully man, Jesus groans with full feeling for you. Since he is fully God, Jesus has the power to bring full healing to you. So, let the healing begin.